0: Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and as promised, Jim Mayfield, who is director of the U.S. Department Export Assistance Center here in Irvine, California, is in the studio. Jim, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Great. Thanks for having me on. It's great to see you. It's good to see you again, my friend. I would like to let the audience know that all of our shows can be heard anytime on Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com hundreds of guests, former guests' websites. We're streaming live right now on octalkradio.net. And if you'd like to listen to the show on a regular basis, type in Critical Mass Radio Show in your favorite podcasting software, and you'll get our weekly updates. All right, Jim, before we talk about what you do, let's talk a little bit about your background. Can you tell me about your path to your current position with the Department of Commerce?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started out about 20 years ago with the Department of Commerce as an intern and I got uh, connected with our folks uh, in Washington, D.C., because I had been studying Chinese language and culture, and an internship position opened up. I grabbed it, and that led me to L.A., where we were organizing a big event focused on the Pacific Rim, something that USC hosts every year called the Asia-Pacific Business Outlook Conference. So as an intern, I came out to L.A. about 20 years ago, met a lot of great folks at that conference, was hired by the Department of Commerce full-time. Wow to work for our office in Beijing uh, as an assistant, Uh, and then from there uh, kept on with the department and worked in different cities around the world and finally ended up here in Irvine.
0: Okay, so of all the places in the world that you've lived, how does Southern California compare?
1: No comparison, right? Uh, Uh, (laughs) That's a safe answer. (laughs) It doesn't compare. I I, I will tell you this. In every place, I've always felt like I've been in the right spot. Right. Now, you you probably... Compare and contrast
0: them, too, right? I mean, some places have certain pluses and minuses, and you get to experience all those different great cities. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so let's look at what the Export Assistance Center does. So at a very high level, what's the
1: mission? Create jobs here in the U.S. So we're working with companies to help them find new sales opportunities, grow their business, be competitive around the world, and in doing so... Uh, their companies are getting stronger, they're growing, and hopefully they're hiring people here in the U.S.
0: Okay. And is are there uh, export assistance centers in other cities in North America, in the U.S., I mean?
1: We are all over the country in okay. about 100 different cities. Okay. Uh, basically, wherever there is a large concentration of uh, commercial or industrial uh, base in the U.S., you'll find an export assistance center there. And our goal is to connect with the local business community right. and be sort of an on-ramp, for those companies to go around the world and, and hopefully uh, find new opportunities.
0: Is it an advantage to be on the Pacific Rim? I mean, here be here in Irvine, be in California?
1: For me, it is. Okay. Uh, having focused on Asia, really, for the last 15 or 18 years, uh, Irvine and being in California was really, for me, um, a priority because I, I knew that uh, the Pacific Rim is where a lot of the business growth is in the world, and this is where I wanted to be... Um, working with companies, and in fact, a lot of my clients here are, are focused on the Pacific Rim, and, and that includes Asia, but also uh, Latin America as well.
0: Oh, Latin America too.
1: Yeah, okay. basically, you think about all the countries that Have face ocean. the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> right, yeah, it's uh, just run down the coast. Probably, yeah. you know, 26 or 28 countries, um, and, it's a, and it's a pretty big, you know, it's, it, it's a big economic region. It, it's hard to kind of put it into all, right. into one right. sort of cohesive economic entity. It, it's not, but um, you know, from geographically, it's it's where my companies that I work with are focused, and it's where a lot of the economic growth is happening, and a lot of the emerging markets are.
0: Is it a strategic advantage to have the port of Long Beach and the port of LA too, so close to Southern California, Orange County, for Absolute, people who want to yes. export goods?
1: Absolutely. not Not only is the physical infrastructure here, but the intellectual capital is here as well, and that's a big part of the port ecosystem. Okay, where you've got all kinds of great companies that are facilitating trade, imports and exports. And have the knowledge to help companies, you know, execute their their um, their projects around the world. But yes, it, there is a strong uh, advantage to being so close to the port complexes here.
0: Okay, so I'm ch- I'm trying to take it sort of linear linearly for my audience in that. I'm here in Southern California, maybe I'm a manufacturer of the best widgets and I want to move those widgets into foreign markets. So th- the, the process is i got to figure out how to get it through the port. Is that something that the, your Export Assistance Center can help them with?
1: Uh, we can. I think that linear continuum starts with figuring out where the markets are. Okay. And once you do that, figuring out who the customers are in that market okay. and what's the pathway to those customers. And once you've figured out how to get your product to the customer sort of intellectually or or conceptually, then it's a matter of actually physically getting the product there. So you figure out who your customer is, get the deal going, uh, engage them, and then it's a matter of getting the product physically moved. And we have a lot of great colleagues and a lot of great um, partners that we work with to help with that process.
0: So for those of you watching us on our YouTube channel, which is Richard Franzi, I'm holding up a uh, steel uh, water dispenser. It's a, This is a Thermos brand, so I'm not going to pretend like I make this. But let's say I made something not quite of this quality but similar product. How would I determine who in the outside of the U.S.? might want a high-quality stainless steel therm. Can you help me? Does the Export yep. Assistance Center help me figure that
1: out? We can play a role in it. We can't um, answer every question. Ultimately, okay. there are a lot of business decisions in there that you'll need to determine what your priorities will be and where you want to ultimately focus. But we can start with the data. We can look at where you, other U.S. companies, in sort of an aggregate sense, are selling similar products around the world. And that data is available online. It's made... Uh, public by the census bureau and that's a great place to start you can see what other competitors or other companies around the country where they're selling similar products Hmm. and you can project where the growth is what markets are expanding which ones are contracting uh, and that's a great place to start Um, but a lot of times it's it's not so much about the actual data it's just it's about the brand or the product itself and um, trying to understand what motivates a customer to want to buy that product. And is it something, for example, uh, something that we see in Asia, if it's something that you put on your body or in your body, uh, there's a pent-up demand for high-quality, safe, reliable products because sometimes um, those products aren't readily available in their market.
0: So I'm thinking cosmetics. they're,
1: They're looking for those products. And so you'll see customers that will come from Asia to California or to the U.S. looking for those things. And sometimes that data doesn't always show up in um, you know, in the in the aggregate numbers, but the demand is there. So I think mm-hmm. that's really the key issue: is figuring out where is the demand coming from, what's motivating customers to want to buy that product, uh, differentiating your product amongst all the others that are out there. Right.
0: I, I love. Um, uh, I'd like to ring the gong whenever we have a teaching or learning moment here on Critical Mass Radio Show on OC Talk like this. Okay. So you just gave us one, and that is uh, look. If, you're a, re- say you're a regional company and you look at your larger competitors who have already figured out where to export, you can begin to be aspirational about being that size by sort of swimming in their wake or at least learning from their experience, and the Department of Commerce can help them with that.
1: Well, you can certainly start by just looking at the data. That's that's what I would say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then there, there are all kinds of great um, reports out there, and, in fact, there's probably way too much information okay. uh, to figure out where the actual – uh, opportunities are and, and where that opportunity is relevant for your product. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what we do. We start filtering out and trying to figure out what makes sense, where do, what, what do we see, uh, what do we think uh, you should look at. And then, of course, uh, we've got offices all around the world that contribute to that picture as well. And so, for example, if we've narrowed it down to a few key markets in Asia, uh, the first thing I'd want to do is talk to my counterparts in Tokyo, Seoul, uh, Shanghai, and Hong Kong maybe Singapore to boot, mm-hmm. and, and get their input as well. And it, sort of matching up what we see in the data versus what we hear anecdotally and then what we're seeing on the ground in those countries to figure out what the opportunity is and where you should prioritize that that market expansion or, so, or that so activity. I
0: think I heard you say that the Department of Commerce has similar-leveled senior people in these various markets who are resources with relationships, so we actually have in-country knowledge in addition to... Um, People in this country who have data and research that they can rely
1: on. Right. So before I moved to California, I was one of those overseas in-country commercial officers uh, where I was working with a team of people in-country to understand what was going on in that market. And so uh, that's a great resource. It's something that not a lot of American companies know about. Right. And we certainly want to share that with them. Uh, We've got these incredible relationship networks in over 80 countries around the world, Hmm. all under the U.S. embassies and consulates where we work. And that's a—it's just a great uh, resource, great sounding board, and we uh, we try to tap into that as best we can. When companies are trying to assess that market, that's one of the, the best resources that I know. Get get on the phone with one of our commercial service folks in country. Right. Talk through your product, compare notes, find out what we're seeing in that market. What what. Um, issues channels opportunities that we're seeing and 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 make sure we're sharing that perspective with our clients right
0: i mean that's that's sort of what big corporations can do because they might already have people in that country that a smaller player can't and here's and you're unbiased right right
1: yeah absolutely it's all um uh we try to be as objective as we can and we work with any company in whatever industry as long as there's a strong nexus of U.S. content meaning there are U.S. jobs that are creating that product or that intellectual property or designing mm-hmm. um, that brand, and uh, yeah, we, we, we This is really a, a jobs program
0: then. Your, your 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 export assistance is really a jo- U.S. jobs creation program.
1: That's our our end game. Okay. is to to create jobs through export growth.
0: Wow. All right. Well, we're talking with Jim Mayfield. He's the director. He's at the Department of Commerce, and he's the director of the Export Assistance Center here in Irvine, California. We're going to take a very short commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the fine work that his organization does. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words. <music> We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Monday, October 5th is our annual executive conference hosted by Critical Mass for Business and me, Rick Franzi. I invite you to join us to discuss and learn about growing your business in new markets. I've invited Kevin Bailey, president of Vance and Action Sports for VF International, and Michael Houlihan, co-founder of Barefoot Wine, the largest table wine brand in the U.S. by volume, to talk, talk about how they use new markets to grow and propel both of their organizations. If you'd like to register, simply type in Critical Mass or Richard Franzi in the search box of Eventbrite, which is www.eventbrite, spelled B-R-I-T-E, dot com. This conference is sponsored by our valuable partners. Our title sponsor is Commerce West Bank, and our breakfast sponsor are our friends at H-B-L-A. So hope to see you on Monday. Uh, This is by invitation only, so consider yourself invited. All right, now let's return back to the interview with jim jim mayfield who is with the department of commerce um there's a lot of people then in how many countries did you say the department we're in in over 80 countries over in 80 countries so if i came in as a middle market business owner and said look i can kill myself trying to sell more in southern california or maybe i can go to a blue ocean which is a foreign market is there a what's the process to get from that to yeah here's here's the plan
1: I'd start by just asking some questions. Okay. Are, are you in Canada yet? What are you doing in Mexico? <laughs> uh, what other markets are you interested in? And, and what are the selling factors for your product that we might be able to find in other markets as well? Okay. Um, is, is, and
0: so I gave you good answers to that. I said, you know, the blah, blah, blah. And you said, well, yeah, there is there is a market in Canada and Mexico. And how about these countries? Well, I,
1: I'd say, so do you have salespeople in those countries?
0: No, I'm just a little $20 and, million. And then I, I would tell
1: you. Well, you just found your first salesperson, and that's me. I'm on your team. Wow. We'll try to work with you to figure out how to set up distribution channels in those markets that you decide are the right fit for you. So
0: finding partners, then, in those key markets is what I hear you saying when you say distribution channels.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, Sales reps, distributors, uh, other channel partners that are going to help facilitate the sale of your product in that market. And that's where I would say we spend probably 80% of our time, is trying to figure out what that channel looks like for your product and how we can introduce you to those partners in country.
0: What if I said, I don't want to do that. I want to try to sell it online. You know, I, I have my infrastructure here, but I just want to put up a website and just attract business that way. What would you say to me then? You know,
1: uh, five years ago, I would say proceed with extreme caution. And today I would say proceed with caution. Okay. Uh, the infrastructure for making that happen is, is there. You can literally... Take an order on your website today, put the parcel in the mail or, you know, in a in a courier and have it shipped to a customer in Shanghai and have it arrive in six or eight days. Um, that, that infrastructure is literally there. But there are a lot of new challenges associated with that, like protecting your intellectual property or making sure that um, the customers that you're building uh, know that you're the supplier and building your brand versus building it maybe through um, an e-commerce website in a, in a language that you're not really participating in. Right. So what kind of understanding how that, that, that customer is interacting with your product is, is something a little bit more challenging if you're over here on your computer and you're not in the market. Right. But it, but it is viable now. Okay. Um, and that's, that's probably one of our biggest challenges within the commercial service is trying to understand how e-commerce is working, how it's exploding uh, in a good way and then how our clients can can take advantage of that as a good channel
0: so it, it, in your experience and I maybe it's country dependent but um, are there more things to learn getting product out of the US or getting it into the market you know uh, where, where's the regulation and the and the, and the challenges
1: um, you know I think it's both I think uh, inherently it's overseas that's the part that that we're less familiar with uh, here in the US and every country is different so every regulatory framework, every customer base is going to be different. And each time you go into a new market, there's a completely different learning curve. Right. So I think that's probably where the lion's share of the learning is. Once you've set up the processes here in the U.S., whether it's you know getting your freight forwarders, your shipping, your customs brokers, figuring out your pricing, getting the product loaded into a container and off to the port, once you've figured out that, for the most part, you can replicate it. But okay. each country... Is going to be a little bit different, and I think that's where the learning is. That's where probably my clients get you know, have the biggest challenge is just figuring out, you know, country by country how to how to navigate that. So
0: it is a process of discovery.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Every day.
0: Okay, so um, I know that you're doing a big event. For those that are listening in Southern California, boy, are you in luck! Especially if you're listening to us live on OC Talk Radio, or you're listening to us as a podcast, and it's before the end of October 2015, because you have an event coming up. Let Let's talk a little bit about what event. What is the event?
1: Uh, the event is a major export conference designed to help companies in the U.S. understand consumer trends uh, in Pacific Rim markets. Uh, about 23 different Pacific Rim markets, to be exact. And we're flying in, my counterparts, from U.S. embassies and consulates, from uh, everywhere in the Pacific Rim, from Asia to Australia to the Pacific-facing countries of Latin America. And they're going to be right here in Costa Mesa, uh, October 29th and 30th, available to meet with companies on a one-on-one basis to guide them on their respective markets. And they're going to be conducting country panel workshops and uh, different conference sessions designed to help companies understand markets and understand uh, the distribution channels in those markets. So, so this is a deep, uh, a, a deep dive. Well, it's a deep dive, but it's also we're covering a lot of different markets. So, you you would have to really figure out uh, within the Pacific Rim which markets you want to aim for. So, is there any pre work that they should do? Absolutely. Uh, figure out uh, what your goals are as an exporter okay where you think you might uh be focusing on if it's japan or korea or chile or panama um pick four or five countries that you feel are going to be a good target and then use this conference to do a deep dive in those four or five markets and if i did my pre-work
0: can i talk with you and your organization prior to so i'm sort of not walking in just with my thoughts in my head
1: Absolutely. In fact, uh, every client that signs up for our conference, we want to spend a lot of time with them in advance of the conference so that they can get the most out of it. Okay. There are a lot of moving parts with with this event. Uh, on one hand, we're flying in all of our sector experts who focus on consumer um, channels, consumer products, everything from cosmetics to nutritional supplements to food, apparel, any kind of consumer-facing product, is is what we're or service. Uh, or brand, is what we're really focusing on. So our, our folks from these markets are going to be consumer trends experts. Okay. Um, we're also bringing in a pretty good number of buyers uh, from around the Pacific Rim as well. These are companies that uh, are looking for innovative products from Southern California. They're looking for cosmetics and food and nutritional supplements. So they're the coming world. here to find... Absolutely. Wow. We've got, I think, 12 uh, international buyers who are going to be at the conference as well, and their sole goal is to meet with as many U.S. suppliers as possible, um, talk about what their their customers in their home countries are buying and, and why they're buying them and how do you become a vendor for these buyers or for these distributors or in, in some cases it's a department store or grocery chain or just a, a, a distributor. Do they work for the governments in those? No, these no? are all uh, private in sector. Private sector. Uh, and, and in fact, most of the, the clients, most of the companies we work with are private sector
0: um, Okay. Companies so they're business the people looking yep. for products. They're and looking services. for products,
1: and so our our goal is to try to tee up as many U.S. products yeah, right. as possible, and then be right there on the spot to help facilitate not only those introductions but the follow up work that's needed. Once you've got that lead on the line, uh, then how do you execute it, and how do you? Um, figure out what you need to do in order to sell that product to Panama or to Australia or New Zealand or...
0: Is this an annual event?
1: Uh, We are doing these across the country. They're really nationwide events. Every... um, I would say uh, about every quarter we're doing one. We've got four that we've done uh, this year. Ours will be the fourth in the series. Uh, We'll do four more next year across the country. These are across the country. So this is the
0: first one in Irvine, across the Mesa in some time.
1: Really the first one that we've done down in Orange County in a long time. And it's been a big goal of our office to kind of pull that international content a little further south, because uh, we know we've got some Thank great you. companies here, and there's a real interest in uh, global business. We've got such a diverse community here. There are a lot of great companies and a lot of executives who are here, and uh, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't bring that global content right here as well. So I, we have
0: CEOs of middle market companies, two to hundred million dollars, listening to this. Many of them are in Southern California, driving distance to come here, uh, or a short plane ride if they're Northern California or maybe in one of the bordering states. Who should come to this event?
1: If you are a manufacturer or a brand owner of any consumer-facing product, could be a franchise brand, could be uh, a physical consumer product, or it might be a service that is designed for a consumer. It might be um, you, you could be a travel and tourism destination, or maybe a resort, or maybe. Um, A university or an educational institution that's trying to understand what are the purchasing priorities of consumers around the Pacific Rim and is long-haul travel something that they're prioritizing or is it education for their kids Mm -hmm. or is it a a pent-up demand for high-quality food that they can't get in their local market. And so we're going to try to tap into what those underlying consumer drivers are. And so if you're in the consumer business and you're trying to figure out where your markets are, this would be a great opportunity for you.
0: Okay, so you've convinced me that a number of people should be signing up just based on this interview. How do they do that, Jim?
1: Uh, the first thing uh, is go to our website, uh, which is export. Oh, it's www.export.gov forward slash discover global markets, which is the series um, name, and then forward slash Pacific Rim consumers or Pac Rim consumers, and uh, get on our website. Find out more about the conference. Our agenda is up there. Our list of speakers. Our list of buyers and all of the countries that are going to be represented there.
0: So, is this like tens of thousands of dollars to register?
1: Not at all. Uh, that's probably the thing that uh, I should have mentioned at the outset. We do charge nominal fees for a lot of our services, but uh, I like to, I like to think of our fees as laughably low. Okay. Uh, for the two day conference, it's three hundred and ninety five dollars. Wow! And it's two full days. Two full days. Okay. And and by
0: registering, you can see the conference schedule and figure out where mm-hmm. you want to be. I really think. Um, more than the money, it's the time you're going to spend there that you would be well served as the CEO to pre, pre-plan your objectives before you walk in and sort of just let the moment take you.
1: Well, if you if you show up at the conference without really thinking too much about it, you'll get overwhelmed by the content that's there, uh-huh. all of the different moving parts. Uh, absolutely take a look at our agenda in advance. Figure out where you think uh, uh, the opportunity or the priorities might be for you. and Or maybe it's those, those countries where... You've received so many inquiries through your website, mm. but you haven't really addressed them yet. Um, this is a great opportunity to try to figure out why are you getting so many inquiries from from that, that market through mm-hmm. your website, and what can you do to turn those inquiries that you might not have been able to handle before, what do you do to turn those into leads and ultimately sales, and how do you address that market? And this conference would be a good place to do that.
0: And we're talking with Jim Mayfield, uh, he's with the Department of Commerce, and he's the, the director for the part of the Department of Commerce that is exp- specifically trying to help you as a U.S. manufacturer export. It's the Export Assistance Center. And I'm going to ask you to tell us one more time, how do we go online and find your conference?
1: Uh, go to export.gov forward slash discover global markets forward slash pack rim consumers. Or you could follow us on Twitter at exportoc. And if you're following uh Pacific Rim Issues, you can uh, follow hashtag DiscoverPackRim, and you'll find out uh, kind of our updates on speakers, uh, trade stats about uh, Pacific Rim markets, what's happening in those markets. uh, How many people would you like to have there over these two days? You know, we're really aiming for um, the right... Kinds of of companies, okay. uh, companies that can that are ready and committed and, and are are in a position to take advantage of all of the content that we're bringing. Um, so we're not really going for thousands. We're really looking to bring in about three hundred wow. uh, or so. And I have I to really say, get a personal. we uh, we're trying to keep it relatively intimate in that regard. Um, and our slots are filling up. Uh, we've got about a month left and I can tell you that we will uh, be sold out before the conference. Uh, so if you're interested, please right. sign up. Now's the time to do it.
0: Having putting putting on my conference which is smaller than that, but I, I find that the if you looked at the distribution of when people register, it's when you get inside of four weeks that people finally right. make the decision, yeah, I'm gonna go.
1: The the tricky part with our conference is because we wanna front load the preparation. We need companies to register in advance. Otherwise, my colleagues from Singapore or um, Malaysia or Thailand won't have enough time to prepare to meet you. As part of the conference, we're offering one-on-one consultations with my colleagues overseas and our exporters. And so the way that works is you share your questions and the markets that you're interested in, give my colleagues a week or two to... Do some research and react to your questions so that when they do meet you, they've got specific market intelligence to share that's customized for you. Right. But in order to give my colleagues enough time to prepare and to make that time really worth your while and give you customized information, we've got to get your information into the system as quickly as possible.
0: So if you're listening to us live on OCTalkRadio.net or you're one of those that subscribe and listen to the podcast immediately after it's been put up, I would say, if you want to attend this, you should go and register and get engaged uh, with the Department of Commerce as soon as possible.
1: Absolutely, and and uh, I think it's going to be a great conference. We've got some I think great. So we've got some great speakers, uh, real intellectual thought leaders here, international thought leader thought leaders rather, uh, who know how to take brands around the world are going to share some of their secrets and. Uh, we want to make that available to companies here in Southern California.
0: I'm so delighted we were able to get you on the show, Jim Mayfield. Thanks for being a friend of the program and a part of the critical mass community. I really appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you for the invitation. I look forward to coming back again and, and talking exports. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: I hope uh, this show helped expose you to some new ideas, either in the first segment or here in our second segment. I'd like to thank our advertisers, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and, of course, we support 1OC. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Joan Park. And I'm your host, Rick Franzy If you'd like to learn more about my business and the CEO peer groups that I lead, Critical Mass for Business is our website, www.criticalmassforbusiness.com. Until our next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction.